York's talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. Take all our clothes off here in the studios of WABC. Uh, what exactly would that do? You know, people were giving all kinds of advice to deal with this hot, sweltering, humid heat. It's temperatures uh, cracking 100, feeling like it could be 107 degrees in the shade. Expected to go this way to Tuesday. And if you think we got a bed in the northeast sector... Look at the rest of the country, man. They've been living with temperatures 100 degrees and more for a long, long time. Like Austin, Texas, they've had 40 straight days of heat that has exceeded 100 degrees. And you know that's putting a lot of strain on the grid, a lot of strain on the grid, and going to put a lot of strain on your pocketbooks and your wallets because somebody's got to pay for all the cost of the air conditioning that's going on fast and furiously all over this country. From North Dakota, where, yeah, Kid Rock, uh, they had a riot at his concert last night. North Carolina, as my father would tell me, what are you talking about when I was growing up? When I grew up in 1936, in North Dakota, it was 120 degrees. Do you know that, kid? We used to go swimming in Lake Michigan in order to stay cool. We had no air conditioning. We had no fans. In fact, if you opened up the window, it'd be like a blast furnace. I had heat be coming in. Hey, you just had you had to develop innovative ways to stay cool. And while all of you are out there schwitzing or complaining or whirling and twirling with your um, air conditioning, trying to figure out your next monthly bill from your energy provider, Lilco, PSE, and G Con Edison, what are you going to take, a reverse mortgage or a payday loan? You haven't even figured that out. Your, your feeling is, hey, I just got to be cool, calm, and collected. Let's open up our phone lines because I'm winding up with the Quinella this weekend, the Quinella. Five separate appearances starting at Friday. That's right, Friday night, bleeding in a Saturday morning for six straight hours as I took you to the break of dawn. Then I showed up three to four yesterday. Anthony Weiner was off at camp picking up his kid Jordan, so I went solo yesterday, three to four, left versus right. Did it so nice. I came back twice. Again, 12 midnight to 6 in the morning this this Sunday. And then, as you can see here, 3 to 5 to do a rip and read and open up the phone lines because this is interactive. I don't interview guests. I actually end up letting you speak. You're the ones out there in the blast furnace. You're going to have to be paying the electricity bills. You're the ones who are saying, oh, wait a second. Uh, we don't have the same nuclear energy. We used to have Indian Point up there in Buchanan provided all the energy needs for the five boroughs in Westchester. What are they doing now? Oh, they're burning natural gas to replace it. That's fossil fuel, right? That's leaving a carbon imprint. Isn't everybody else burning natural gas? And, oh, by the way, Pennsylvania, they're fracking. But we're not going to frack for natural gas up here in the Utica Shale? I mean... Scratch your head. Where are we going to get these energy needs from to remain cool, calm, and collected? And I wonder how Elton John did last night. What was that? Uh, uh, he was out there in um, Secaucus having his last concert here in the tri-state area. 
Guy's 72 years old. He's hanging it up. Well, why is he hanging it up, right? We saw Paul McCartney three hours at 80. Ringo Starr at 82. You can go forever nowadays. You just declare a Depends tour. That's it. All your groupies are outside. They got Depends on. They go, woo, woo, woo. God only knows who Elton John's groupies are. But he's hanging it up. And then all of you who worship Springsteen, you know, he's talked about. They're going back on tour. East Street Band, like, oh, Shamu, Alefe, Chris Christie. I'm a sickle fan, Tony and Lackey. Did you see what Ticketmaster is doing? They're charging you thousands and thousands of dollars to be in the nosebleed section. You're going to have an oxygen tank on. You're not even going to be able to see him, maybe not even hear him. But, oh, I can feel the vibe of the boss. Yeah, suckers. Meantime, oh, it was Ticketmaster's fault. Hey, you don't think Bruce could muscle him in and say, hey, guys, gals, you know, I'm the blue collar... Oh, that's right. I'm not the blue-collar guy anymore. I'm the Rumson guy, the one percenter. That's right. I live to make money and not pay property taxes by claiming I'm Farmer Bruce Springsteen right off my property because I have hydro... No, I don't have hydroponics. Well, I'm growing a crop. It's just none of your B.I. business what kind of crop I'm growing and writing off my property taxes. Oh, we're going to get all into it and Pat Benatar hit me with your best shot saying, no, 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 no more. No mas, no mas. I'm never singing that song again. Why, why, Pat Benatar? You were always fierce. You were always the feminist. You were always saying, put your dukes up. Hit me with your best shot. Oh, no, but that implies that people are shooting, and I don't ever want to be associated with that any longer. Well, we're going to talk about down in Florida how you have a bunch of county sheriffs who are encouraging you not to put your dukes up, but to pull out your nines, your AK-47s, your AR-15. And if they step on your property or they walk into your house, shoot them right in the head. And, you know, you don't even have to drag them inside. Just leave them outside. We'll send the morgue wagon, and then we'll give you a medal because that's what they're encouraging people to do there, whereas here... It's like Kurt Russell's Escape from New York. We're going to get into all these nitty-gritty details. But what I want to do first and foremost is ask all of you. Old school ways. The key cool. You know what they're doing in Rikers Island today other than they've taken over? Uh, the Bloods, the Crips, MS-13, Trinitarios, Latin Kings, 18th Street. They now run Rikers Island. You need to know that. The inmates control the asylum. It's only 7,000. Imagine when Rudy Giuliani was running the city and he had Bernard Carrick and uh, putting uh, Rikers in lockdown. They had 20,000 inmates. 20,000. Never had these kind of problems. Now, the inmates rule. And they're complaining there's no air conditioning. So what did their advocates have today? A demonstration in the hot, sweltering heat. And you know what they were demanding? you got to release these guys and these gals and these transgenders or people trying to figure out their sexuality because this is dangerous to their health. Oh, so we should cut loose all 7,000 from Rikers Island until the heat wave is over and trust that they're going to come back, right? Trust, oh, cross your heart and hope to die that you're going to come back once this heat wave breaks, maybe later on in the week. That's like the illegal aliens that we're, we're waving through. Underlay, underlay, underlay. Come on up here. And in a year or so, you'll come to immigration court, and we'll try to cipher through the paperwork and see that if you qualify for asylum or not. How many of them are going to show up? We've lost our minds. And we can't blame it on the heat. Anyway, our number is 1-800-848-WABC. Old school. I remember when I was growing up as a kid, 
with my cousins. Uh, we'd be sleeping out in the fire escapes in East New York, right along Alabama Avenue. We could see the J train from there. And we went to the beach. It was called Tar Beach, the rooftop. Late at night, a little bit of a cool breeze. It was safe. You could actually sleep on your rooftop, sleep on a fire escape. Who the hell in their right mind would sleep on a fire escape now or sleep on a tenement roof? Oh, by the way, that's right, Eric Adams, uh, the mayor, who has no plan, the swagger man. He's still encouraging uh, earlier today that we have marijuana farms on the rooftops of the NYCHA projects because this will stir an entrepreneurial spirit in people who never before had businesses. Can you imagine growing reef for marijuana on the tops of the NYCHA projects? You'll have to have gun turrets. You'll have to have guys with bandoleros because everybody's going to want to be sampling product up there. And who's going to determine who gets a cut and who doesn't get a cut? Our number is 1-800-848-9222. The one thing I didn't see today that I saw as a kid on a hot, sweltering day like this, and yes, we did have them back when I was growing up in the 60s, people would be cracking the hydrants, or what we call the Johnny Pumps. Does anybody out there really know what a Johnny Pump is any longer? You would go down any street where there was a series of tenements, and in some places like Harlem, West Harlem, you'd have 4,000 people living just on one block, and they'd have those hydrants slash Johnny pumps. I mean, going without the sprinklers on it. No sprinkler caps. How did we survive back then? And then all of a sudden, you go to the city pools, which were filled with chlorine. You would have to wear a gas mask from all the chlorine that was in the city pools because half the kids who were diving in to try to cool off were eliminating <clears throat> in the pool instead of saving it for the bathroom. So that's why they used to used to watch them early on, the lifeguards. They would be putting buckets and buckets full of chlorine in the pool. And you'd go in there and you come out and your fingers would be shrinkled up, your toes would be shrinkled up, your hair would be dyed from the chlorine, but it didn't cost you any money. And let me tell you something, everybody felt cool, calm, and collected. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. And remember, you get a cool slice of watermelon, maybe half a watermelon, full watermelon. And the only thing you had to worry about is your aunt would tell you or your mom or your grandma, don't swallow the pits. Hey, Rich, hey, Kevin, don't swallow the pits. And actually, what he Curtis Lee would do at Sunken Meadow Park right there on the North Shore by the uh, Long Island Sound, I swallowed the pits. And what happened at the age of six? I had an emergency appendicitis. They're wheeling me to the hospital that was right there in Howard Beach where you actually take the Belt Parkway as you go east towards Long Island. They had to do immediate surgery or I would have died. The poisons would have extended throughout my system. And you know what my Aunt Mary says when I finally come out two days later? She goes, I told you not to swallow the watermelon pits. You see, your appendix exploded. Madonna, my. And then remember, you welcome, you welcome getting your tonsils taken out simply so that you could get that cold ice cream. Remember, oh God, if they take my tonsils out, my adenoids, I'll be able to eat ice cream and then get brain freeze. And then you became an adult and you got brain freeze from doing lines of cocaine. Cocaine. You see, you matured. You still had brain freeze, except hmm, a little more, a little more serious than. Uh, when you had brain freeze from eating ice cream. And then you had the fountains. You could jump in the fountains. Half the fountains don't even have water anymore. 
I mean, come on. We used to be kids. We'd run in the fountains. I mean, you run around, you wash your clothes, you get that fell snap, the soap. Your mother would tell you, hey, while you're in the fountain there, wash your clothes and then hit them up against the concrete and then lay them out to dry. It'd be like wash and dry within like an hour and you'd be ready to go. Oh, it was so good. And the shaved ice. Puerto Rican guys, they'd have those little, little carts and they'd have that shaved ice with that food coloring. Cost you a nickel a dime. Oh, it was so good. It cooled you off. And then the ice cream trucks would come around. Oh, they'd be battling, right? Good humor. Eskimo bar. Oh, oh, that's so good. I'm thinking back. The wars between Mr. Softy, right? The fake Mr. Softy trucks, the real Mr. Softy trucks. By the way, to this day, my wife Nancy, she's scarred. She's traumatized. For two years in her life, while she was going to Stony Brook University, in the summertime, she drove a Mr. Softy truck over the Lake Ronkonkoma, Thank God she didn't have a concealed carry permit back then. She told me I would have killed those people coming up. Especially, oh, the chocolate is not working today. I don't want vanilla. I want chocolate. I want sprinkles. What kind of a man would order sprinkles on his ice cream, Rich? You strike me as a guy who wanted rainbow sprinkles, right? Kevin Chocolate Sprinkles, right? A man's man eats his ice cream without sprinkles. Oh, it was a much better day back then. Oh, and Italians, you always had the icebox. You know the ice. I, I know I'm really dating myself. What do you mean the icebox? Hey, they have a block of ice uh, there. They had bodies. And you'd have the cannoli icebox cake. It's also where the mob would keep the guns, too. If things got hot, they keep it in the icebox. Yeah, wrapped around in a, ta- in a, in a towel. But the cannoli icebox cake or the Carvel log cake. Oh, just one slice. Your temperature go down 10 degrees. And by the way, I know some uh, CEOs are listening out there in Rikers Island. I know you can't do anything about the inmates they run the asylum. Tell the guys if they want air conditioning, they ain't going to get it. Because we taxpayers, we're now having to pay for 3,000 or more illegal aliens coming from from north, from south of the border, underlay, underlay, and the mayor's complaining about them having to live in our shelter system. We're going to have to pay for them. So this is what you do. Write this down, Rich, in case you ever get incarcerated in Rikers Island. You too, Kevin. You never know. You never know. Nobody goes to jail any longer. You got to kill somebody. Or you got to do what they did up in the Bronx. They hit the guy with a car. Did you see that? The guy falls down on the ground. They run out of the car. You figure, oh, they stopped there. This is good. They're going to see how he's... No, they go through his pockets. They pull his pants down. His schlong is hanging out on the ground. They go into his... They rob him right there. And they wave to the cameras. Hey, red light cameras, speed cameras. Here we are. They jump back in the car. And guess what? Have they been caught yet? Hell no. This is Eric Adams' land. The swagger man has no plan. Can you imagine? And they got people right on the FDR Drive now. I'm quoted in the newspaper in the Post today. They walk up and down the FDR Drive. Not on the side. Not on the medium. In traffic! Because they figure you're not going to hit them. Although some of you have in the bag might. And you have to give them money or they won't get out of your way. On the FDR Drive. You say, come on, they can't do that, Curtis. Highway patrol would come. Woo, 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 woo. No. Cops, they just passed by. Nothing we can do. You know, this is uh, Alvin Bragland. Uh, you you got, you know, if you defend yourself like Jose Alba, oh, man, you, you go to Rikers Island. Well, that's what I want to do. Kevin and Rich, you got to take meticulous notes. 
Because if you ever get held in a holding cell overnight and it's hot, it's schwitzing, it's humid like this because with global warming and climate change, you just never know. This will cost you no money. You get one towel. You take the towel. You put it in the toilet. Obviously, you make sure you flush the toilet a few times and scrub it a little bit. You don't want any flotsam and jetsam floating around. You, you, you wet the towel because the toilet water is always colder than water from the tap. Trust me, I've done this many times when I've been locked up. You put the schmata on your head. Now your head is nice and cool. You take your socks off, and please, take your shoes off. Don't do this with your shoes on or your sneakers. And then you put your, your dogs right in the toilet, and you keep flushing. And the cool water, it's like a poor man's jacuzzi. Your body temperature will come down. You'll feel like, you'll feel like a king in his palace. You know how they say a man's castle, a woman's castle is their home? Well, if you're in an 8 by 4 foot cell, which I've been a few times, oh, it feels so good. So out there in Rikers Island, I know you're listening out there, CEOs. You tell them, tough noogies, no air conditioning. Here's the towel. Do what Curtis said. That's right. Put it in the toilet. Wrap it around your head because that's what gangbangers like to look like anyway. Put your feet, your 13-inch clodhoppers, into the toilet. Flush a few times. And guess what? Hope it doesn't back up. 1-800-848-9222. Yeah, sometimes it backs up and then... Little flood on the tier. Some of the homeboys get really upset. Like, yo, it's a blue lagoon here. It's a blue lagoon here. SOS, abandoned ship. Who knows? Maybe a shark will be coming down the tier. Oh, we're going to be talking about that up next. It's the only way to get law enforcement. It's the only way to get the attention of crime wave Kathy Holcomb. Missing in action. She was in Cali Cali two days in a row. But she's declared war on the sharks. In fact, she's even considering to let all of you on the beaches in the Rockaways, the Irish Riviera, Nassau County, Nickerson Beach, uh, Robin Moses State Park, and then, of course, Quag out in Southampton. You have a right to stand your ground and shoot that great white one before they eat you up. Talk Radio 77 WABC. New York's talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. Put up your dukes, right? That's what we used to say in the schoolyard. Okay, put up your mitts, put up your dukes. If you're a punk, you walk away. If you're a man's man like Irish guys, they didn't mind taking a beat down because if they had scars, if they were bleeding, if you broke their nose, that was a badge of courage. Jewish guys, Italian guys with the big schnoz, in a one time, in the schnoz, they start bleeding and crying like little mama Luke's. Oh, what you hit me in the nose? Oh, I love the Irish guys. They, they could take a beat down, and they loved it. They walk around the neighborhood for like a week. Oh, see, my skull. Oh, you're a man's man. You know, it's like Braveheart. 
Boy, have we become punks. You saw what happened in Texas. I still I still can't get that out of my mind. Uh, Texas wuss. Uh, momentarily, we're going to tell you why the toughest of all states is Florida. No doubt about it. That's why so many f- people were fleeing down there. But Pat Benatar was 1979. She was grown, born in Greenpoint. That's right, Brooklyn, with mostly Polish and Italians. Tough chick, we would say, right? She didn't take nothing from nobody. This was the anthem for women to fight back. And now she's saying, I will no longer sing Hit Me With Your Best Shot because of all the gun violence. I would have thought, you know, crime wave Kathy Holcomb, they always say, oh, tough, tough woman, Irish woman from Erie County up there outside of Buffalo, you know, mess with her. She was gone all weekend. I don't know, meeting with Gus Newsom, pretty boy from Central Casting, who wants to replace Joe Biden. Silent coup with all the electoral votes of New York, California, Illinois, and all the votes. You know, if all of a sudden Biden decides, hey, I've had it, and giggles Harris, <laughs> uh, they decide, not your time, Harris. Yeah, you know, you're not prime time. Uh, they're going to all coalesce around Gus Newsom. But you say to yourself, where was crime wave Kathy Holcomb this whole weekend, right? You saw Congressman Lee Zeldin nearly got killed. Did she offer to have state troopers provide security for him the rest of the way until November 8th, until we pick a new governor? No. Did she go into Rochester, which is in a crime crisis? 44 killed, 250 shot since the beginning of the year. Per capita, per person, the highest violent crime rate in New York State and in the top 10 small cities in the nation. And the cops can't even go into half the neighborhoods. You think she would have gone in there, you know, I'm tough. Hit me with your best shot. I'm Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb. I'm bringing state troopers with me. The 90 who accompanied me to recently Belmont Park. Last leg of the Triple Crown. Remember she was there? Last leg. Kentucky Derby, Preakness, Belmont Stakes. And everybody booed her. And rightfully so. Where the hell was she this weekend? Missing in action. And as I said, ladies and gentlemen... The only thing Crime Wave Kathy Hochul has done is led by saying, if you see any of those sharks out there, the hammerhead sharks, the sand sharks, the great white ones, in Quag, in Southampton, on the South Shore, Robin Moses State Park, or Jones Beach, or Nickerson Beach there, or Long Beach, or the Irish Riviera, we're going to send additional jet skis out there, boats, drones, all kinds of patrols, helicopters. We're going to stop the sharks. What about stopping the uh, crime? You know, how about stand your ground against criminals? No, no, a thousand times no. But we're going to get those sharks one way or the other. She and county executive in Nassau, Bruce Blake, when he's swimming with the sharks out there. And yet, uh, Ballone in Suffolk County said, ah, I won't go in the water. Uh, I'm just going to warn you how many people have been bitten by sharks. It's crazy, ladies and gentlemen. It's absolutely crazy. And the crime keeps going up and up and up. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Let me give you an idea of some of the crime. It's like every day, crime, crime. Up in the Norwood section, a husband with his wife, he's parking the car. A crazy lunatic who lived down the block from them, who had been arrested and hospitalized over and over and over again, comes up to Nathaniel Rivers, 35. Everybody loved him in the community and stabs him in his chest over and over and over at 1 o'clock in the morning. Excuse me, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And people were saying, why is this guy walking around in the streets? He's already signaled us. 
that he's an enemy of society. And then they had the drive-by shooting out at Clove Lakes Park, which is right on Victory Boulevard in Staten Island. A woman was the victim, shot three times. You think they've solved the case or made arrests? Nothing. What about the drive-by shooting that took place last Friday, Mott Avenue, last stop, A-Train, right before you get to Five Towns near Bayswater, two blocks from the 101st Precinct. Yeah, black Acura comes around the corner, a woman with her two children, one of them in a stroller. They shoot it three times in the chest, twice in the shoulder. Luckily, she survives. No arrests. And then the crime that I keep pounding about, and I will continue to mention it every time I'm on WABC, my place to be, with the 50,000 powerful watts of sound, as I did earlier in the week with my Kumbada Cheech, Mayor Rudy Giuliani, an elderly grandmother. She's on the bus, Woodhaven Boulevard, going towards Ozone Park, Howard Beach, the Q53 bus, right in the afternoon, three African-American teenagers come up to her, say, you're white, you're no good. And then they start making pejorative remarks about her. She ignores them. And then one of them says, with the green hair, oh, you're probably a Trump supporter. And she says, yeah, I love Trump. And they give her a vicious beatdown. They're passing St. John's Cemetery right on Woodhaven Boulevard. And they say, hey, lady, see that cemetery? We're going to bury you in it. None of the passengers helped her. The bus driver didn't help her. They jumped off at Jamaica Avenue and Woodhaven Boulevard. They got no masks on. They're smiling. They're waving to the cameras because they know there are no consequences. That was July 9th. Hey, what's today's date? Oh, my God, we're almost into August. You think this has been prioritized as a hate crime? No. Do you think Eric Adams or Police Commissioner Sewell or anyone in the police department is prioritizing it? No. Why? She's white and she's a Trump supporter. So, hey, you know, just put it at the bottom of the list of all the hate crime attacks against Asians and Jews, and maybe we'll get around to it by next year. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Let's go to Chris, who's calling all the way from, uh, is it the uh, is it the uh, Irish Alps uh, or the Jewish Himalayas in the Catskills, Chris? I'm right in between, man. I'm probably 30 miles from Bernie McGurk's dad. Oh, yeah, yeah, the bus driver. The guy used to be a bus driver. They lived in the Monroe Projects, uh, grew his family there when there were, like, uh, almost no white people in those projects in the South Bronx by Soundview. And now he's got a little bungalow up there. He's deser- He deserves it, Chris. He's worked hard as an MTA bus driver. So I got, I'm looking at it right now in my kitchen. I got a fan blowing on my refrigerator, and I got a small Filterette brand air filter right next to it. Then in the room where I'm uh, doing all my stuff and hanging out and listening to you, uh, I got one of the I got a higher brand air conditioner that like sits on the floor and it's got a it's got an exhaust tube that you stick in your window so it's not running a lot of electricity. Then I got a large Filterette brand air filter running in the room next to it, and then I got a fan. A honey, small Honeywell fan blowing on me, and then I in my bathroom I got a an extra large size. It's like three feet tall of the Filterette brand. Ma, no, no, ma, you're like uh, you're like uh, an advertisement for Home Depot. Let me tell you, Chris, don't knock yourself out. First of all, he probably has this on layaway, right? You know, every week he's got to come up with some change. My grandfather, Fidel Bianchino, came here from. Uh, uh, from body, 
in Italy. Couldn't read, couldn't write. Ended up having 13 kids with my grandmother, Nicoletta. She could read. She could write. She was educated. My mother, Francesca, being the last drop, she was uh, born down on Skillman in Brooklyn, the only one born here. And my grandmother, uh, Nicoletta, would say, you know, Pop, he's out all day when he used to work before he retired. He was a ditch digger. And so he would show up. He would shape up for jobs. And then sometimes the foreman would say it would come out after they wait hours around in the, the heat like this. Hey, no wops, no guineas, no dagos today. Come back tomorrow. We'll see if there's work for you. And guess what? Nobody complained. They sucked it up. They said, oh, I'll get that. in." But, you know, they had to feed their families. The pasbazul, a piece of bread. The only luxury he had on a hot, sweltering day because he would walk back and forth to job sites. He didn't even have a nickel for the trolley. He would get a block of ice because all the bodies had a block of ice. This is when you had the ice box. He would put it in front of him. He would have the schmata on his head. He would put his feet right on the block of ice. And then his kids would be on the other side with a newspaper, waving the newspaper at the block of ice so he'd get a little bit of the cool breeze. The simple things in life. And you know something? They never complain. Now it's like, look at this guy in the cat skills, you know. He's at Home Depot. He's got every cooling device imaginable. Hey, you know what you do? Just lock yourself in the freezer. If you got a freezer, lock yourself. Just make sure you, you leave a little bit open so you can get out so you don't lock yourself in the freezer. I'm telling you, it works. These are things that work. Take ice cubes, right? Drop them down your drawers. Rich, you try this, Kevin. You take some ice cubes, right? Right here. We got a refrigerator and ice box right here in our vast cafeteria here provided by Marco Katsimatidis. Take a few of them and just drop them in your drawers. Sit down, and I guarantee you, you know, it'll be a little uncomfortable, but eventually it's by your three-piece set. It will lower your body temperature. It'll leave some ice burns, but, hey, isn't an ice burn a lot better than being out there with a sunburn? Hey, think about it. What kind of burn would you prefer to have? Anyway, let's go to the phones here. Let's go to Al, who's calling from Yonkers. Your turn to be heard here on a hot, sweltering day here in New York City, and we're going to be expecting this probably until midweek. Yeah, Curtis, I just wanted to point out that it's so important that you mention the heat that's taken over, overtaken uh, our country, uh, this heat uh, heat wave. As you know, last year in the Lone Star, uh, in the Lone Star State of Texas, uh, they had a power grid problem, and uh, there were even people who passed away. Uh, in the Pacific Northwest last year, they also had uh, a terrible heat wave where, uh, unfortunately, uh, there were people who passed away. Uh, as you know, anything can occur when you have uh, heat like this, weather that's unpredictable. As you remember, uh, in 1977, in the infamous summer of 77 in New York, uh, what that uh, blackout was caused by the heat. Yeah, not only that, I remember it because I was the night manager of Mickey D's behind the counter when the lights went out uh, right there on East Fordham Road and uh, right off of Webster, and within seconds, the mob starts running up Fordham Road. And you know where they hit first? Crazy Eddie's. That's right, crazy. They tore apart Crazy Eddie's. All these wannabe MCs and DJs, you know, it was the start of rap. They had their they had their whole power set. They had a, they ripped it out. Then they hit the jewelry shops. They hit the sneaker shops. Then they went up towards Alexander's on the Grand Concourse. They hit every furniture store up and down. And they didn't just loot. They burned the stores down. 
and it was worse in Brooklyn on Broadway. You went from Havemeyer, which is right before you get on the Williamsburg Bridge, you take Broadway all the way down past Myrtle into Bushwick. It was like a burn line. They were looting. Uh, they were shooting. It was total mayhem, anarchy. Uh, Abraham being the mayor that you needed to see under an electron microscope, he was a shorty short. He had no coolions. It took him three days before he actually allowed the NYPD to get the shotguns. And then all of a sudden, they go into the neighborhood. I remember I saw him right there, right there in Grand Concourse on Fordham Road while the furniture stores were burning, and they'd say, you loot, we shoot. Now that would be considered racist. Oh, excuse me, three days of damage. By the way, we had Indian Point back then. Indian Point got taken out because of lightning bolts that hit some of the Transformers. We don't even have Indian Point any longer. They used to provide us with the five boroughs and with uh, Westchester, our energy needs, because of clean nuclear power taken away from us by Mario Facha Bruta Como and then finished by his son, Andrew Evilized Como, south of the Tappan Zee Bridge. That's why I'll never call it the Mario Facha Bruta Bridge in my lifetime. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. Talk Radio 77 WABC. New York's talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. This is the last go-round for Elton John. I mean, before there was Elton John, you know you know who we all follow. We all follow. Who is, who is the guy who could tinkle the ivories as well as Elton John, if not better? Liberace. That's right. He was a real mamaluke from Milwaukee. His mom raised him. The guy was a great entertainer. Had the number one variety show in America. He was the Elton John of uh, the 50s. I'll never forget he was being interviewed. I forget somebody at CBS was interviewing him. Hey, uh, Liberace, um, uh, how are things going? Well, you know, I only got a few minutes. Uh, I got a date. I got, oh, who are you dating? Uh, <laughs> he wasn't dating no women. That's for sure. But, hey, you know, it was, uh, it was the year of uh, Cousin Milty. Remember Milty? Uh, you wouldn't know Milty Rich. Uh, he was uh, had the number one TV show, Milton Burrow. He was, like, dressed up as a woman, like, every show. I mean, you talk about drag queens? He was, like, the number one show. He was a drag queen. He could have been entertaining kids at the nearby library, right? Hey, we'll, we'll have read the, the library books with Uncle Milty. Man, whatever comes around goes around. But that's it. Elton John has said this is the last go-round. What is he, 72 years old? You have other performers. Look, Roger Daltrey, The Who, they were my favorites. Uh, they're like in their 80s. Uh, the Rolling Stones, oh, my God. You know, they got that song, Monkey Man. No doubt one of them will end up with mon- monkey pox. Uh, you know, there's no doubt in my mind. Hey, 
But the fact is they're continuing to perform out there. But this is it, the Elton John. So I think it's his last two performances. Last night it was at uh, uh, the Met out there in Secaucus. I don't know where he's performing tonight. But we wish him well. He provided us with a lot of great music, a lot of freaky-deaky lifestyle situations. But, hey, you know, in the minds of many, Queen was better than you. That's right, Queen. That's there. Come on. Come on. How many have given the choice of going to a Queen concert or an Elton John concert? Where would you have gone? I know where my wife, Nancy, would have gone. Definitely Queen. Anyway, our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Let's go to Dave in New Jersey. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Dave. Hi. Hi, Mayor Sliwa. How are you doing? Good to... Uh, yeah, I, I got to tell you, I've been a days uh, walking around this city. It is a hot mess. We, we are just falling apart. Uh, quality of life is shot here. Yeah, I, 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 it's it's just a shame that you didn't win. But um, I just want to say one quick thing. Um, I wasn't Lee Zeldin was not my number one guy, but but he has a unbeatable campaign ad now. All he has to do is show that ingrate with the with the with the with the knife or whatever the sharp object trying to kill him, and then saying now the guy got released. Um, that's all he has to do, Curtis. Isn't that a sure winner? Even in this crazy state? Mm, believe it or not, no. Because the overwhelming number of voters registered Democrats, like a two to one, there are more independents now, people who are register as independents in the state of New York, than register as Republicans. They have to be swayed over if Lee Zeldin has an opportunity to win. Now, the last time somebody won, it was obviously Governor Pataki. Um, a little different. Uh, he was pro-choice. Uh, he wasn't as pro-life, obviously, as uh, Lee Zeldin, strong pro-life. And the Second Amendment is always an issue. The rest of the state, they believe in the Second Amendment. And you got to get 30 percent of the vote or more in New York City if you hope to win. He's going to do extraordinarily well in Nassau and Suffolk County, as he did in the primary. That's what uh, enabled him to win by such a large percentage. Uh, I had supported Andrew Giuliani along with uh, Rudy Giuliani. We were out there together, but the moment... Uh, that Lee Zeldin was declared the winner. Uh, I've rallied around him. He, he, it's the only way we can save our state because uh, four years of uh, crime wave Kathy Holcomb. I mean, look, the last two days, she wasn't even in the state. She was in California. What the hell was she doing there? You can't even get an answer from Albany. Like, where was our governor? It's a crime emergency in Rochester. A cop was executed. The city is out of control. Your opponent was just attacked. You didn't even send a delegation of state troopers just as a nice overture, even if he didn't accept it, to say, hey, Lee, you know, just to protect you uh, till November 8th, until the voters decide I'd like to do it. She did nothing. Can I make one last comment? Of course, of course. I just want to totally, I just want to totally agree with you on this, on the idiocy of paying these obscene fees to see these totally over the hill rockers who are like barely, you know, they barely can make it up on stage, and yet the people go, "Oh, they're great, they're great, oh, he's the amazing." Come on, I mean, I, I prefer to remember the Rolling Stones as they were in the 1970s and 80s, and just these people paying. Paying these obscene fees. Elton John, I guess he put on a good show last night before he got dehydrated and had to be carried off, but I don't know. Whatever. No, no, no. Uh, 
look, look, I uh, wish him the best. I wish the old-timers uh, the best. Uh, if they want to go on a, de- a Depends tour, that's fine. But look at Springsteen. All right, I'm, I'm the working-class hero, freehold, born on the other side of the tracks. Then I became a one-percenter in Rumson. And then you look at that sickle fan, Tony and Lackey, his number one groupie. Shabu! LFA, Chris Christie. He's traveled the world to go to E Street Band concerts, and Bruce won't even give him the time of day. It's like he doesn't understand. It's like he's a stalker. And then he's out there, and he's, you know, he's dancing. It's, it's like Jello, his jelly belly going around. And do you see what they're charging for tickets now? In the nosebleed section, like $5,000. Totally upset, and people are willing to pay it. It's crazy. Yeah, well, wait. I know. Unfortunately, we're heading towards a recession. In fact, believe it or not, some of the top business honchos—they won't say it publicly—but you want to get people back into the offices, into these empty catacombs. Only forty percent of the office buildings in New York City, Manhattan, are occupied on any workday, Monday through Friday. Some of them have said, well, you know, if there's a recession, then we've got the upper hand. You want to work? You come back five days a week into the office. Hasn't worked. J.P. Morgan Chase, right? Jamie Dimon tried it. you got to come. No, we're not. Oh, please, pretty please, come three days, maybe two days a week. And Eric Adams, that's right, I'll fire you, civil servants, if you don't come back to work. And they told, they flipped them the bird. They said, talk to our uh, shop stewards, our unions. Oh, Union support Eric Adams. Can't be tough. So now he's sort of like, well, maybe we can negotiate this. Maybe two, three days a week. Manhattan is shot. Manhattan is shot. In fact, he went on record and he said, oh, the central business district, it may never recover. Well, you're waving the right flag. You're only six months in office. And what is Kathy Crime Wave Hochul doing? Uh, she's taking care of uh, one of her big donors by giving him a sweetheart deal to redevelop Penn, the Penn Station area. How are you going to redevelop the Penn Station area? It's crime crazy. You have emotionally disturbed. You have homeless people. You have crimes being committed all the time. You think maybe you should deal with the crime issue first and workers will return? Every survey indicates it's no longer COVID-19 or any of the variants. The number one reason that workers don't want to return to their white-collar office work is because of crime. And Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb has done nothing about it. And Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, there's more crime with Eric Adams in the first six months of his administration, Mr. Law and Order, than there was in the eight years of that Udisgrazia, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope, Bill de Blasio, who, thank God, is signed off. You know, he's like a zombie coming out of the grave, I'll run for Congress, and then they beat him back in with baseball bats. But you know he's going to be back. Hey, Bill, do us a solid, man. Just pack your bags. Go back to Boston where you belong. Take Charlene. Just... Go live there. Be a blight on Boston because you've done enough damage here. Talk Radio 77 WABC. New York's talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. of all time. I have a running battle with James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly. 
You can hear him every Monday through Friday from 4 to 5 before the Cats Roundtable discussion at 5. And then on Saturday mornings, uh, an hour after me, as they do the overnights till the break of dawn from 12 midnight to 6, he's on Sunday morning, 7 to 10. He insists earth, wind, and fire is better than Sly and the Family Stone. Never happened. Never happened. Guy has a tin ear. Absolutely no acumen when it comes to picking good music. But this is perfect. Let me hear it. Pump it up, Rich. You know who that is? That's Cynthia with the horn. She was the Mac Daddy lady back then of Sly and the Family Stone. When she pulled that horn out, she took down the house. Three hours! They kept all the mighty whiteys dancing when the rain was falling in the mud at Woodstock the summer of 69. Nobody had ever heard of Sly and the Family Stone who came in from Oakland. Three hours from one in the morning to four in the morning. None of those white people there. They were all white people rolling around in the water and the mud and the rain. By the way, it was peace, love, and happiness. Not one person was injured or robbed or stabbed or shot. Unlike Altamont, you know, oh, the Rolling Stones, we could do it better. We'll go to Northern California. We'll hire the Hells Angels to provide security and just give them a few cases of beer. And then look what happened. The peace, love, and happiness. <laughs> it went away. Even uh, Jerry Garcia, the Grateful Dead, said, Are you crazy hiring the Hells Angels to provide security? We're out of here. You know, we give away free asset to the crowd. There's like 150,000 people at the racetrack. But Jerry Garcia said, Mickey, Mick, you're nuts. And you saw what happened in Altamont. That's right, Rich, a black guy was sitting with a white woman and then all of a sudden, the Hells Angels, the 1%. is before there was the Klan, there was the Hells Angels on their Harleys. So what are you doing with a white woman here? The guy said, hey, you know, she's my girlfriend. Really? Boom! Hit him with pool cues, stabbed him, had to drag him out, dead. They destroyed peace, love, and happiness. Ah, hey, to Ashbury, dancing around, right, with flowers in your hair. And then all of a sudden, gah. I hold... Uh, Mick Jagger and the Rolling Stones responsible for that. And Sonny Barger, the president of the Hells Angels, who just died, had three bouts of cancer. He had prostate cancer. He had lung cancer. He had pancreatic cancer. I hated the guy, but he wouldn't die. And now he's gone. And hopefully the Hells Angels will be gone forever. My enemies. My many enemies out there, Rich, don't get nervous. I know I mentioned the Hells Angels, my battles with them, and Rich is like, can I get out? Can I leave early, please? This guy's on a rampage here in the heat. Maybe the heat's gotten to him. Yeah, they left their headquarters on 3rd Street in the Lower East Side, sold it for the money, millions of dollars. They're up there at a VFW post, used to be a VFW post in Throg's Neck. They ran away. Tough guys, they ran away. Rum, 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 rum. Anyway, let's go back to the... Oh, wait. We're giving away tickets here. We're giving away tickets because you're not going to want to miss it. It may be hot, but you're going to have fun in the summertime. It's lying that Family Stone sings it here because it's Christmas in July. And this is a form of tricknology where we trick you into thinking it's Christmas instead of the hot, sweltering heat of July by giving you free tickets. Oh, yeah, you like that. Free. F-R-E-E. And it's for next Saturday. In fact, at Ferry Hawks in Staten Island, not the Cyclones in Coney Island. No, 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 no. The Ferry Hawks 
in Staten Island. You get to see the harbor right there. You're on the North Shore. You get the cool breeze coming at you. You think maybe Frank Morano, who lives right there, would even bother to show up? He'd probably rather go see the Cyclones in Coney Island. I do disgraziate. But I'll be there in between shifts here at WABC because we are going to have an early preliminary All-Star game with the uh, WABC All-Stars, those you know, the people, the hosts and hostesses, and those you don't know but you've heard about as we take on the NYPD. And then afterwards, it's the Ferry Hawks but now recovered and had a very good season. And by the way, have the female, a female playing on the Ferry Hawks, the only one in the minor league baseball uh, system playing baseball now in America. And she'll be there. And the Ferry Hawks will be playing the Lancaster Barnstormers because during the day, the Amish there, they're putting up a barn, you know, they're baking cakes, and then they're getting on the bus. Well, actually, they can't take a bus, so maybe they're getting in the horses and buggies in Lancaster, and they're coming to Staten Island in time for the game. And if you happen to be the seventh caller right now at 1-800-848-9222, that's 1-800-848-9222, you're going to get a set of tickets. And I promise you I'll come and meet and greet you, even though Frank Morano, who lives in Staten Island, will probably get lost. Hey, Vinny Madunio, you're going to be there, right? Of course. Proud Staten Island representation. Uh, oh, you're singing the national anthem. Wow. I mean, this is the rising star here. WABC teaches by day at high school, entertains at night, spins stacks of wax. Saturdays, you don't want to miss it when we begin our entertainment cycle after me. Five to six, Vinny Madugno before his mentor, Cousin Brucey, Saturdays. And he's coming up five to six right before Joe Piscopo and the Sinatra two-hour extravaganza that uh, Ramsey Mazda supports, but he'll be singing the national anthem. So come on out. Uh, John and Margot Katz-Matinas will be there. All the people you've heard about and maybe never met, they'll be there. And then afterwards, there's a post-game fireworks demonstration. Does it get any better than that? Again, the number is 1-800-848-9222. We're going to play the NYPD. I wonder how many of those guys got overtime locking me up years ago from the 120, the 121, the 122, the 123rd precinct out there in Staten Island. I may have to settle some scores out there. You know, slide into second base with my spikes up. Yeah, I'll be wearing spikes, not sneakers. Spikes. Anyway, let's go uh, Let's go to the phones here. Uh, let's go to Mike, who's calling from New Hyde Park. Uh, your turn to be heard here at WABC, Mike. Theater of the mind. You are definitely a valuable link in that chain. I love the Abbott and Costello routine between you and Frank, separated only by airwaves. I don't know if it was last night or the night before I was listening. I almost rolled out of my bed laughing at this guy who called up complaining about Frank. The only thing that stopped me from killing myself was my cat. She she was lying next to me like an orange cone. This guy who was saying, Frank Morano, he complains about melons. He should be forced into force. Melon servitude. It was, and the best thing about it is that you just let him go on and on. You know, when you're home by yourself and you're laughing out loud, it's funny. That was theater of the mind. I couldn't stop laughing. I could not stop laughing. Mike, it's cathartic. It really is cathartic. Now, can you imagine if Frank Morano had a barbecue last Saturday? 
in which uh, he invited only some people. I didn't get an invitation. My night crew didn't get an invitation. Uh, but some others did, and I happen to know they're my enemies. A lot of Colombo guys, a lot of uh, Gambino guys. Uh, names will not be mentioned. And the guy had the chutzpah, the gall, to complain about the watermelon that he got in nearby shop right. Apparently, it was a little bruised. Now, years ago, you know what you did. You went to the beach, you had a watermelon. One of the Gavones would drop it along the way. say, no problem. And next time, don't drop the melon or don't come to the beach. And at the beach, you carve out a little hole in the top of the watermelon, and you take a bottle of vodka, and you put it in there, and everybody eats the watermelon, and they don't know that it's not as ripe as it should be because why? They're soaking up the vodka. But no, Frank Morano, Gavon, oh, I want my money back for a, a bruised watermelon. God, what a curmudgeon. Hey. Anyway, he brings up uh, the fact, our uh, caller there, that he was laughing uh, with his cat there. He almost fell on his cat. Hey, look, got a lot of animals out there in this heat wave, and you got to think about them also. You got to give your pets extra water. You got to provide ample shade if they're outdoors. And don't rely on a fan. If you can, you know, give them a little AC. You don't have to keep it on all the time. And you got to watch for signs of heat stroke. Yeah. Pets have heat stroke, too. Dogs, cats, other animals. They could be panting or drooling, or they might have pale gums, or they're really lethargic. And for all outdoor animals, especially feral cats or birds or squirrels, you place a shallow bowl of cold water with a few ice cubes out there that will melt, and it'll keep them cool, and put them in a shady area. Also place some food, if possible, near that area, uh, such as bird seeds, which I always do for the pigeons. That's why I'm a pigeon man. Not as many pigeons following me today because of the heat, but I have my uh, pigeon uh, bird food that provided to me by Margot Katsimatidis. Yeah, it's organic pigeon bird food and dry food for the cats. And if you see an outdoor cat that seems to be struggling, if you can leave a shed or garage door open to let them in and cool off for a bit, cement can be cool for them in an enclosed structure so let's not forget our little furry friends and family members, and we'll get into more of that tonight, just a few hours, 11 to 12, the Animal Welfare Hour, when my lovely wife, Nancy, the animal rescuer extraordinaire, joins me before I turn over the microphone, finishing the Quinella of broadcasting activities at WABC to Dominic Carter, who's the barrier between me and Frank Morano. Up next, Eric Adams is crying about illegal aliens coming to New York City. Up all night? I couldn't sleep at all last night. Weekdays, listen to Frank Morano on the other side of midnight. And weekends, listen to Curtis Lewa on another side of midnight. Stay up all night with me, Curtis Lewa. And stay up with me, Frank Morano. If you don't want to be alone at night from 1 to 5 a.m., seven days a week, 77 WABC will keep you company. New York's talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. Scene, shining and be 
by the immigration man. Four to five, right before the Staten Island kid Vinny Madunio comes on and our block of entertainment takes place. And once Dina Martin has finished spinning stacks of wax of her father, Dean Martin, from eight to nine, then they come back for the final time this weekend, completing the Quinella from eight, nine to twelve. But we're going to be talking about immigration because our mayor, Eric Adams, the swagger man who has no plan, has decided instead of blaming the president, the leader of his party, and the vice president, former Senator Harris, former Attorney General Harris of California for the mess, the hot mess we have at the border, where both of them are basically waving the uh, checkerboard flag of the Indianapolis 500 and saying to all the illegals who are marching because Papa Chulo, Papa Chulo, Joe Biden, has welcomed them into the United States. Underlay, underlay, underlay. And they're there, and they're pouring across the border, and they're going into Texas, and they're going into Arizona, and they're going into New Mexico, and they're going into California. So Eric Adams, who claims with no documentation whatsoever that we have 3,000 now illegal aliens in our shelter system that we are required to care for, and we are. It was a court order that Rudy had to live with. That before him, Ed Koch had to live with, and then Bloomberg, and then de Blasio, and now Eric Adams. That decision was made in 1981. And anybody showing up within the five boroughs of the city of New York declaring themselves to be indigent, without ability to clothe themselves, feed themselves, provide medication for themselves, and housing for themselves, must be guaranteed shelter, whether they're a citizen uh, or whether they're an illegal alien. That's... That's the court decision. Should have been battled over the years. It hasn't. And it hangs as a Damocles sword over the taxpayers, not the elected officials, because they don't, they don't, it's not their money. It's our money that has to go and fund them for their basic necessities. But this goes back a few years. You can't all of a sudden have friends in Immigration and Naturalization Service, ICE, ICE, which was started in the aftermath of the attack of 9-11. A lot of people don't know that. These are brave men and women who go out there, issue retainers, and they take criminal illegal aliens off the streets. Now, do they make mistakes sometimes? Of course. Of course. And then naturally those that want all illegals uh, to be able to come into America, and they say this, and Eric Adams believes this, And a lot of his uh, supporters believe this because we are a sanctuary city. New York State is a sanctuary state. New Jersey is a sanctuary state. And it's been that way for a long time. It was a sanctuary city when Ed Koch was mayor, when Rudy was mayor, when Bloomberg was mayor, when uh, de Blasio was mayor, when Pataki was governor. It was a sanctuary state. When Shamu El Jefe, Chris Christie, was governor, it was a sanctuary state. It's been that way a long, long time. And sanctuary means, come one, come all, we will protect you. And we will protect you against law enforcement, ICE, Limigra, Immigration and Naturalization Service, so that when they show up at a courthouse, 
because it comes on their radar screen that an illegal alien has been charged criminally uh, on a local statute. The local authorities are supposed to let our federal officials know so that they can bring a retainer. And if that person, that man or that woman has more time to serve in the federal system, they do that, and then they deport them to their country of origin. We don't let them do that anymore. Haven't let them do that in a long time. And in fact, the worst of all was Andrew Evil, Evil Eyes Cuomo when he was governor. I want you to hear what he would say over and over and over about the, uh, the proud men and women who serve each day as members of ICE, who risk their life on a regular basis and get no respect, get no attention, get no recognition, just get spat on and cursed at like this. New York State is the state that says we will not cooperate with ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. He politicized ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. We said we will sue them if they violate any criminal laws in the state of New York. Did I hear that again? That was the governor of the state of New York at that time. Andrew Evilice Cuomo, in his debate against Cynthia Nixon when she was challenging him, how dare she challenge him for the Democratic nomination. And then eventually when he ran against uh, County Executive Malinaro, he said exactly the same thing. Rich, can you play that? Because he's not alone, Andrew Cuomo. I've heard other elected officials refer to ICE as thugs. They don't even call MS-13 thugs, 18th Street thugs. They don't call gangbangers thugs, but they call ICE thugs? New York State is the state that says we will not cooperate with ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. He politicized ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. We said we will sue them if they violate any criminal laws in the state of New York. Now, who has also gone on record as calling ICE thugs? Well, the swagger man, Eric Adams, who has no plan. In fact, now he's been moaning and groaning that he claims that he's had to absorb in the city shelter system 3,000 illegal aliens who came across the border in Texas and Arizona. He claims were put on buses, were sent to Washington and New York. There's no documentation that they were sent to New York City. They were sent to Washington. There's no doubt about that. Both governors have made it very clear that if uh, Joe Biden and the federal authorities are not going to take responsibility for this invasion then they're going to send the problem right to Washington, D.C. So Eric Adams was attacking um, the governors, and he also, uh, also attacked DeSantis. <laughs> I, don't know, I guess he figures DeSantis is a potential uh, Republican presidential candidate. So he's attacking Abbott, Ducey in Arizona, and DeSantis in Florida. And so a reporter had the coulions to actually ask him uh, about the fact that this might be somewhat hypocritical. This is a real burden on New Yorkers as we're trying to do the right thing. Uh, we already, as I stated, we already have an overburdened shelter system. So now we're talking about, as you stated, food, clothing, school. This is going to impact our of our schools because we do not turn away individuals because they're undocumented. Uh, Translation services. There's just a whole host of things that this is going to produce, and that's why we need need help in getting this done, and we need the right coordination to make it happen. Now, you see, he's very quiet there, cool, calm, collected. By the way, we've lost uh, close to 200,000 kids who are no longer going to our public schools, not the high schools, junior high schools, and elementary schools. They're out. 
They've either fled uh, in the continued exodus outside of New York City, uh, down to Florida, down to Texas, down to Arizona, down to Tennessee, or they're now going, they have homeschooling, or they're going to parochial schools, but they're not going to the public school system. We only have 780,000 kids registered to go to school in a system that at one point had over a million registered students. And yet the budget has been cut, and the UFT, Union of Failed Teachers, they're complaining about that. Like, what? You should get more money, although you have less students? Figure that out. But then uh, the mayor was very subtle and very cool, calm, and collected in making that argument. But then he was questioned by a reporter. Days ago in the same location, you were blaming Texas and Arizona for putting people on buses and sending them here. Yes. Many reporters have spoken to the governments of Texas and Arizona. They deny it. They said, oh, we've been sending people to D.C. for sure, but not New York. Were you mistaken there, or how do you justify that? Now, the people who are sending people away, they tell you they did something differently, and automatically you believe them. I wish you treat me that way. <laughs> you believe them? <laughs> you know, the mere fact that they sent people out of their state, people who were seeking refuge in our country, they sent them away. Did they deny that? No, they said they sent them to D.C. and oh, They should never send them away. Okay, okay. They sent them away. They sent them out of their state. Our country is home of the free, land of the brave. We do not be co- become cowards and send people away that are looking, looking for help. All of us came from somewhere, even from Texas. They came from somewhere. And so they should not have sent people away that were seeking refuge. So if they want to justify that in their own little way of saying, well, we send them to Washington so they can do a layover, then come to New York, they can say what they want. They were wrong. They ended up here because they didn't get the support there. Where where has this guy been? Ladies and gentlemen, we've been hearing of illegal aliens being jetted up to Westchester County Airport, out to MacArthur Airport in Long Island, Stewart uh, Air Force Base uh, up uh, in Orange County in Newburgh for months. Months. Where do you think those illegal aliens ended up going? I, I, I'm going to lay it out for all of you right now, but you see what Eric Adams believes, what Kathy Holcomb uh, believes, what many of the Democrats who have been elected to the supermajority in the state Senate and the supermajority in the state assembly believe, is exactly what Eric Adams said there. Why do we have to deny them the universal right of the American dream? The land isn't owned by any individual person. It's everyone's. We are all immigrants. That's what Eric Adams said. Yet he's complaining about being a sanctuary city and the fact that he's had to absorb 3,000 illegal aliens, he claims, into his shelter system. Where has he been for months? 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. While he was running for the Republican nomination to be governor of the state of New York, Rob Astorino, former Westchester County executive, was out there on a regular basis as Westchester County Airport outside of White Plains with Westchester County cops standing there and they couldn't do anything because the federal authorities had loaded on illegal aliens, both in Texas, in El Paso and out of Houston, and were flying them to Westchester County Airport. And then they would be put on buses, all kinds of buses, with a federal vendor, they'd be driven down the hutch. That's right. 
The Hutchinson Parkway, you're not supposed to have buses on the Hutchinson Parkway under the wee hours, in the wee hours in the morning, over to the Throgs Neck Bridge, coming into the five boroughs. Where were they being dropped off? Was Eric Adams uh, inquiring back then? Was he paying attention to Rob Astorino, who was telling anybody who would listen, who would watch him, hey, they're bringing illegal aliens in here under the cover of darkness to Westchester County Airport. And they're being sent from here to Long Island, out to Syosset. And then they're being sent to New Jersey. And they're being sent to the five boroughs, to Bronx, Brooklyn, Queens, Newburgh, Bridgeport, Danbury. Come on, where has he been? And the Catholic Church, oh, they're one of the worst. They're the first ones to applaud bringing the illegal aliens in. In fact, it's one uh, NGO, this nonprofit, Mercy First, Catholic Sisters of Mercy. They got all this money from the federal government. They're in Syosset, Long Island. They're providing them with housing and services, things that our own citizens don't even get. We've got veterans who are living out in the streets, in the parks, who have emotional issues, and they don't get these kind of services. But illegal aliens do. You imagine how surprised they are. They come to the border. They know right away what to say when they cross the border. Oh, I'm an asylum seeker. I'm an asylum seeker. They already have it memorized what they're going to say so that they can begin the the rest of their journey. Whether they're being put on buses by the governors, Governor Ducey in Arizona or Governor Abbott in Texas, or they're being put on these these, uh, airlines and being shipped up in our direction. When they go to Stewart Air Force Base in Orange County, you know where some of these illegal aliens are going right there in Newburgh. Right there in Newburgh, Poughkeepsie, Beacon, all throughout that mid-Hudson area. They're being bussed in. Oh, well, their family and friends are there to pick them up. Bull feathers in many instances. You got these ghost flights coming in that nobody knows anything about? Stephonic. The GOP uh, congresswoman from upstate and other GOP House members in New York State have said, Immigration and Naturalization Service, you have to cease and desist this because you have ICE, right? Can I hear what uh, Andrew Evil Eyes Cuomo called ICE? Please, could you play that again? New York State is the state that says we will not cooperate with ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. He politicized ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. We said we will sue them if they violate any criminal laws in the state of New York. So let me tell you how this works. And I want to thank Rob Astorino for explaining this to us at nauseum and then others who at airports uh, near where they live all over the country have explained this. In Alabama, they've had thousands of illegal aliens flown in from Texas and Arizona right into Birmingham, Alabama, and they've, they've been able to explain it. U.S. Immigration and Customs is responsible Their enforcement agency is ICE. ICE takes care of the adults. So people like Andrew Evil Ice Cuomo, thank God he's out of office, but Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb and Eric Adams, the swagger man who has no plan, they think they're thugs. They're the ones who have to handle the adults coming in. When it comes to the unescorted minors, you know, they're always unescorted because obviously that's the quickest way to get in. The Department of Health and Human Services, they take care of them. And then they're put on what's called ice air, and they're sent to a airport near you in your communities. And how do you think they got into the five boroughs? They didn't come up on buses to Washington, D.C. by Abbott and then say, oh, you know, 
Thank you, Governor Abbott. Now I'm going to pound the hound. I'm going to get a greyhound and go the rest of the way to the Port Authority and end up uh, going to a shelter in the five boroughs. Hey, schmuck putts, they were already here. Why not blame the president of the United States, the vice president, for allowing them to come in unfettered? The leaders of your Democratic Party never once did Adams or Hochul blame Biden and Harris, who were responsible for this policy. That the moment you come across that border and you say you're seeking asylum, not even to a point of entry. You were always told you had to come to a point of entry. So a point of entry could be you're coming over that bridge from Nuevo Laredo in Mexico to Laredo, Texas. Or you're coming from uh, Juarez across the bridge from Mexico into El Paso. Or you're coming from Tijuana across uh, into the uh, San Diego County area. Those are ports of entry, and there are other points of entry. Now, the way it is now, you could cross over at any point. The moment you put one finger, one toe, into the territory of the United States, and let's say Limigre, Immigration and Naturalization Service agent, meets you there in their lime green vans, or you go in uh, Spanish or whatever language you speak, I'm seeking asylum. Uh, I'm a victim of domestic abuse. Gangs have threatened to kill me. Uh, I'm under political persecution in my homeland. Now, some of it may be true. There's no doubt some of it may be true. I've been in some of these countries, like Guatemala and Honduras. Yes, (laughs) there's massive gang intimidation. Been into some of the other countries, in these third world countries, where there's totalitarian dictators. And if you disagree with them politically, you have the mark of death. But that's why we have asylum courts. And Trump had it right. Keep them in Mexico, had the agreement with Mexico, keep them there until they can get their asylum hearing. Now they come here, they're dispatched throughout the United States. You really think they're going to show up at an asylum court hearing a year from now? Come on. Do we, are you? I wouldn't show up. I'm like, wow, you let me in? I don't even have to show papers. I don't have to show any proof. Oh, my God, I'm on my way to New York. I got family. I got relatives there. I got a job there. You know, they pay me under the table. But, man, it's great to be in America. I don't have to do anything. Just get on a bus. (laughs) You imagine how shocked those illegals are. And here it is, Papa Chulo, uh, Joe Joe Biden saying, come, come one, come all. Uh, Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? He's right. He's like uh, Pedro Martinez at the border. Remember Pedro Martinez when he was with the Boston Red Sox? Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Here's Papa Chulo, Joe Biden at the border going, who's your daddy? Yeah, I'm your daddy. By the way, to the Catholic Church, of which I'm a member, oh, and I hate it every day. That's why I'm an AMP Catholic. Ashes on Wednesday, palms on Sunday. You don't see me four months of Sundays. Let's go to Italy. I have seven chapters of the Guardian Angels in Italy. Why? Because most of the problems there are illegal aliens. They're from all over North Africa, mostly the Balkans. Uh, if any of those illegal aliens would try to get into the Vatican, which is its own independent, autonomous country, do you think the Swiss guards at the Vatican would let them in and say, oh, you want sanctuary? Andale, andale, come in. Hell no. And look at all the money the Catholic Church sits on. Look at the Pope Francis. You know, he's investigating the guy he put in charge of the Vatican Bank that is worth billions now because the guy stole millions. 
Catholic Church, you want illegal aliens, I get it. You want to fill up the churches on Sunday because now many of them are empty. And a lot of the illegals from Mexico and Central America and Haiti, oh, man, they're hardcore Catholics, man. They, man, you've got to have like five different services on Sunday, and it's packed to the rafters. I get it. But this is wrong. It's do as I say, not as I do. Where's Pope Francis in the Vatican, an independent, understood, very small, I've been there, but a country of its own within a country. How come they don't accept any illegal aliens in the Vatican, huh? Has anybody ever asked Pope Francis now in the wheelchair, hey, retire, pal, follow uh, the German Pope there, retire, do us all a favor. Maybe Fauci will retire with you and Joe Biden. Except, unfortunately, we'll end up with giggles. Vice President, <laughs> with that chortle, Harris. Notice how Hillary had a chortle, and now Vice President Harris has a chortle. <laughs> Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Talk Radio 77. WABC. New York's talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. Freedom. Oh, Richie Havens. Haven't heard him in a long time. You know, he did a lot of the jingles. He's like Bobby Darren who did a lot of jingles. Yeah, Richie Havens, like the Amtrak song, some other songs. You hear the commercials. That's Richie Havens. Woodstock, yeah, Richie Havens was in Woodstock. Could you let uh, Bo Snurdly, a.k.a. James Golden, know that, along with Sly and the Family Stone? Where was Earth, Wind, and Fire? Nowhere. Anyway, I want to give you a, a comparison here. We need field workers. We need people to work in a vast agricultural industry, especially to pick the crops now of Bill Gates, who has bought all that uh, farmland in North Dakota. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be talking about Kid Rock. There was a riot at his concert last night in North Dakota because they wouldn't let him on the stage. You think they were throwing uh, Miller Lite uh, bottles, or do you think they were f- uh, throwing Coors beer cans up there on the stage? Figure that out. But anyway, to legally immigrate into the country just to work in agriculture takes months, sometimes years, of an application process. And, you know, uh, every year we celebrate what would have been the birthday of Cesar Chavez, who created the United Farm Workers Union. Great man. And a lot of great liberals and progressives who would always go visit him. It was sort of like a rite of passage. You had RFK do that. You had Martin Luther King Jr. do that. A lot of people ended up meeting uh, Cesar Chavez. My father, he really loved Cesar Chavez. Uh, my dad, big union guy, National Maritime Union, said, man, that, that's, that's a man's man. But a lot of people don't realize during the lettuce boycotts, the grape boycotts, Cesar Chavez was not in favor of illegal, uh, illegal aliens. He said, no, if we let illegal aliens in, how am I going to get a good wage and good benefits for those who are legally here who are in those hot, sweltering fields while pesticides are being dropped over their head. He was so right. By the way, the other thing that liberals and progressives uh, didn't realize, he was a virulent anti-communist, and he was pro-life, hardcore Catholic. But they didn't want to know that part of it, because nowadays, you know, with the repeal of Roe v. Wade, God, you mentioned, well, you know, Caesar, Chop. oh, no, not Caesar. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like Dorothy... Dorothy Day, virulent socialist, Catholic worker. I remember 
having conversations with many of the people who followed Dorothy Day, and they were really dedicated, really great humanitarians, little too left for my uh, appetite. She was uh, pro-life. Now you said a liberal. Oh, pro-life, sorry. Yeah, yeah, she was good when she published The Catholic Worker and was a socialist, but what? You see, that's what's divided the country. you got to agree on every, every issue. Instead of everybody coming together now, Democrats and Republicans, and saying, yeah, what Joe Biden and the vice president are doing are wrong, it's going to put a burden on taxpayers everywhere. And you're letting in so many people unregulated. Could be terrorists. They've already caught people on the no-fly list. Nobody seems to be paying attention. And yet, um, our mayor decides to get in a squabble, not with the president and the vice president, not with Mayorkas, who is the head of the department uh, responsible for border issues and for homeland security. No, no, no. He gets into an argument with Ducey, the governor of Arizona, Abbott, the governor of uh, Texas, and DeSantis, the governor of Florida. By the way, DeSantis has to end up absorbing flights into Jacksonville. They send them right in from Texas to Jacksonville, put them on buses, and then they're dispersed all over Florida, from Key West all the way to the Panhandle, all the way to Pensacola. And he's screaming about it. But nobody pays attention to him. Instead, what does Adams do? He blames the three governors who have this as a burden for their taxpayers. Instead of blaming the president... And the vice president and Mayorkas. Well, this this was his back and forth with the reporters just the other day. Days ago in the same location, you were blaming Texas and Arizona for putting people on buses and sending them here. Yes. Many of the reporters have spoken to the governments of Texas and Arizona. They, they denied. They said, oh, we've been sending people to D.C. for sure, but not New York. Were you mistaken there, or how do you justify that? Now, the people who are sending people away, they tell you they did something differently, and automatically you believe them. I wish you treat me that way. <laughs> you believe them? <laughs> you know, the mere fact that they sent people out of their state, people who were seeking refuge in our country, they sent them away. Did they deny that? No, they sent, they sent them to D.C. and oh, They should never send them away. Okay, okay. They sent them away. They sent them out of their state. Our country is home of the free, land of the brave. We do not be co- become cowards and send people away that are looking, looking for help. All of us came from somewhere, even from Texas. They came from somewhere. And so they should not have sent people away that were seeking refuge. So if they want to justify that in their own little way of saying, well, we send them to Washington so they can do a layover, then come to New York. They can say what they want. They were wrong. They ended up here because they didn't get the support there. Eric Adams, our mayor, runs a sanctuary city. Long before he even entered political office as a state senator, this was a sanctuary city, going back to Ed Koch. It was a sanctuary state under George Pataki and the various uh, Democratic governors. New Jersey is a sanctuary state under El Jefe Chris Christie's going way back. When you're a sanctuary state or city, it means if you can get to that location, you are protected from federal law enforcement. That's the whole concept of a sanctuary city. And there are individuals, just like you heard Eric Adams state, and Kathy Hochul, and other elected officials and citizens who believe, 
Why do we have to deny them the universal right of the American dream? The land isn't owned by any individual person. It's everyone's land. We are all immigrants. You heard Eric Adams say we are all immigrants. Yet he's complaining about the fact that we have an additional 3,000 illegal aliens who are seeking help in the city shelter system. And he said, oh, we're overrun. And meantime, the chutzpah, the hubris, the culions, the huevos, Instead of working with the federal authorities, Limigre, Immigration and Naturalization Service, ICE, you have people like Cuomo and Eric Adams and others who go out on the bully pulpit and call ICE thugs. ICE is the only thing separating in some uh, areas of our country of MS-13 taking over or 18th Street, the Mexican gang, or the Trinitarios, the Dominican gang. New York State is the state that says we will not cooperate with ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. He politicized ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. We said we will sue them if they violate any criminal laws in the state of New York. Imagine that. Every day, the men and women of ICE, the Enforcement Agency of Immigration and Naturalization Service, started in the aftermath of the attack on 9-11 because we wanted to keep illegal aliens out. Remember... A lot of the Saudis who came in and did this dastardly deed, this attack, out of the 15, out of the 19, they were Saudis. Many of them were illegal aliens. Yep, that's why we created ICE. And they never get recognized. When's the last time you saw a ceremony honoring ICE? Anybody, uh, you know, they get shot at. They get threatened all the time. They have to deal with bad hombres, rapists, domestic abusers. Robbers, thugs, narco-terrorists, they have a retainer, a computer, spits out a retainer. They says, hey, Juan Valdez, okay, you go, he's, uh, he, he's uh, on a docket today, New York State Supreme Court, downtown Brooklyn. Uh, you got to pick him up. We have a retainer on him for a host of charges. And local officials won't cooperate. They won't tell him where Juan Valdez is, if he's being released from Rikers, if he's being released from, no, we're not cooperating with ICE. And then they go back into the neighborhoods. And who do they prey upon? You think they prey upon the gringos? (laughs) You think they're on Park Avenue? No. They go back into their own neighborhoods in Jackson Heights and Elmhurst and Corona and out there in Brentwood and Central Islip. And they prey on their own because they understand if we prey on our own, we rape our own, we rob our own, we extort our own, we intimidate our own. Probably law enforcement won't do anything about it because nobody will cooperate. They're terrified. Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, Trump was absolutely right with the attorney general at that time, Beauregard. <laughs> remember from Alabama? And then Peter King. Remember, they flew out to Central Islip to the Central Courthouse there in Brentwood, and they cracked down on MS-13, which under the previous president, Barack Obama, he thought they were the JV. You know, of gangs, like ISIS. He thought they were the JV. They did nothing. Can I hear again Andrew Evil Eyes Cuomo? I want you to hear. This is Andrew Evil Eyes Cuomo. And this has been mirrored by other elected officials, some Democrats all over the country. Our own Eric Adams has said this. Uh, Kathy Crime Wave Hoko probably believes it. I've never heard her say it, but I've never heard her dispute it. New York State is the state that says we will not cooperate with ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. He politicized ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. We said we will sue them if they violate any criminal laws in the state of New York. 
The irony is ICE is responsible for escorting the adults on these ghost flights at night because they're at the enforcement level. Now, you don't think they want to do it. Of course they don't want to do it, but they're ordered to do it. So I guess it's the thugs that Eric Adams and Cuomo at that time didn't like who are responsible for this. These guys, they've never been to the border. They have no idea. I have a ton of experiences down there. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Also, get ready. You're going to win free tickets to next week's Ferry Hawks game on Saturday. Uh, pitting uh, Lancaster versus the Ferry Hawks. But before that, the WABC All-Stars will take to the field against the squad of the NYPD and all the people you've heard about, all the people uh, you've uh, listened to, will all be there representing WABC along with our owner and operators, uh, John and Marco Katsimatidis. I'm going to give you all the de- uh, details. Have a pad and a pen because you can uh, win some free that's right, spell it F-R-E-E. I know that's music to your ear. Free tickets right here at WABC. New York's talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. Oh, y'all love Springsteen out there. He's the boss. Like, oh, Bruce, when is he going to be in concert? You're all like Shamu, El Jefe, Chris Christie. You sycophants, toadies and lackeys, you groupies. And he just smacked you all collectively in your face. And many of you will take reverse mortgages in order to go to his concert tour and payday loans. And he has said nothing about this. Ticketmaster is selling tickets. 5000 bucks a shot. 5000 bucks if you want to sit in the normal seating. And if you're in the nosebleed section, you're going to have to pay 1000 bucks. And you know what they tell you? Tough nuggets. Now, you would think Bruce, right? And who's Schmata boy uh, of the uh, E Street band there? You know, Mr. Sopranos there. Uh, Mr. Liberal Progressive, you know... Oh, no, no. These are our peeps, man. You can't do this, Ticketmaster. You know, we'll give up our cut of the action. They're pimps. They're whores. Come on. It's all about the money. It's nothing. It has nothing to do with you. He's Farmer Bruce. He's there in Rumson or wherever he is now. He's writing off all his property taxes because he's probably got homegrown in the backyard. And you're all getting played like toys, just like Shamu El Jefe Chris Christie. He'll be there. Bruce, pay attention to me, please. F you, Chris Christie. Well, I'll come to your next concert. Where's it going to be? Oh, Brunei. Oh, I'll fly there. How much is it going to cost? 25000 Oh, sell the house. Hey, Pat, sell the house. We got to go to a Springsteen concert. Are you people out of your minds? Are you mad? Oh, Bruce, he's the best. He's a working class guy. Freehold, New Jersey. He cares about the working class people. Yeah, you know what he cares about? His pocket. He's full of you-know-what bullfeathers. He hasn't said anything about this. Hey, how can I go ahead, reach out. It, these concerts are a year from now. <sighs> Meantime, uh, let's pay tribute to a man's man, unfortunately, uh, who has passed, and I've known him for many, many years. Mike Long was the New York City Conservative Party chairman for a long, long time. Recently, he had a step down. 
his capable aide, Jerry Kassar, from Brooklyn, took over. And I knew Mike Long before he was involved with the conservative party and in politics, really. He had a package store. And I know many of you are saying, yeah, I know, he's in Bay Ridge. No. He had a package store on City Line Avenue, which separates Brooklyn from Queens. Tough area. In the shadow of Franklin K. Lane High School. Highland Park area there. Franklin K. Lane. You know what that stands for, the acronym, Rich? Thank God you didn't go there. Fun kicks, laughs, and no education. Rough school. They had race riots at that time. This is in the 60s. They actually killed a teacher in the stairwell. Never solved it. Never resolved it. Bad. And a lot of lot of organized crime there. A lot of organized crime. In fact, at one time, Franklin K. Lane had a club after school for the Latin Kings. Yeah, they had a charter, a constitution, a modere. They had a teacher. They would have meetings in Franklin K. Lane. Chartered. Rudy got elected. He said, what? Are you out of your mind? That's why he wanted to take a wrecking ball to 110 Livingston Street, the old board of education. And they said, oh, it's such violent rhetoric. They were crazy. But anyway, so at that time, uh, soon to be the New York Conservative Party chairman, Michael Long, years later, he had the package store on City Line Avenue. And guys, wise guys came in, tried to shake him down. He wouldn't give him money from the Genovese crime family, and they shot him. So Michael Long survived getting shot in his package store. He went on to run for city council uh, in Bay Ridge. Man, he had, I think he ran against Sal Albanese one time. That was like one of the greatest races of all time. And then he was the Conservative Party chairman, and I had uh, words with him because he wouldn't support uh, Michael Buttigieg, Rudy Giuliani, because he was a purist. He believed in an ideology as a conservative. He said, you have to be pro-life and you have to be Second Amendment. And at that time, Rudy, running for mayor the first time against David Dinkins to save our city, was not. In fact, he ran on the Liberal Party line of Ray Harding at that time. And then the second time, thank God, he got elected because of the massive turnout from Staten Island. Secession was on the ballot uh, thanks to Guy Molinari, uh, who left uh, being in Congress to become the borough president. And imagine, you leave being a congressman, a ranked congressman with all kinds of seniority to become borough president at Staten Island. Thank God he did. But Michael Long would not give the conservative party line to Rudy Giuliani, which could have been the difference in victory or loss. He said, Rudy, are you pro-life? At that time, no, Rudy was pro-choice. Uh, are you pro-gun control, Rudy? Yes, I'm pro-gun control. I'm not uh, Second Amendment. No, then we can't give you our line. The second time, now, ladies and gentlemen, think back how close that election was in 1992. Just 50,000 votes separated David Dinkins from being reelected. Again, the surge of voters on Staten Island because on the ballot was uh, the vote for secession. Staten Island, led by Guy Molinari, wanted to leave the city of New York. They should have, but especially if Dinkins got reelected. They ran George Marlin, the conservative party. Michael Long ran George Marlin. He got 1% of the vote. If he had gotten 2% of the vote, Rudy Giuliani could not have saved our city. But to his credit, Michael Long did not compromise on the values of the conservative party. That's why I didn't even go and attempt to get the conservative party endorsement in running for mayor. I'm not a conservative. 
I don't believe in all their values. And we didn't even argue because it's clear I'm not a conservative. And they knew I wasn't a conservative. And so we just continue to go on and running for mayor. But this guy was a stand-up guy. He was involved with the community, Michael Long. Great family. I knew his brother. He would have me out every year for the Memorial Day Parade. He was the uh, commander of the... uh, of the American Legion uh, Hall right there on Metropolitan Avenue. And he always would reach out to me, Michael Long's brother, he'd say, are you going to bring the guardian angel? Absolutely. You know, because others, they don't want you here. These are Democrats out here. They don't want you out here. he said, you're going to be out here. Any friend of Mike Long is a friend of mine. So I wish his family and friends the best. We've lost, we've lost an iconic figure. A guy, and he broke into politics uh, having that package store on City Line Avenue. Again, real tough neighborhood. Uh, You had gangs on one side in East New York, street gangs, and then you had organized crime on the other side, the Queens side. Uh, Tough time, and pretty sure he was supporting Barry Goldwater at that time, which you got nowhere supporting Barry Goldwater in New York City back then. I remember I was supporting LBJ, you know, in school. You had to write uh, compositions. Who are you supporting for president? Nobody wanted to write a composition uh, in honor of uh, Barry Goldwater, who was not the conservative in the sense of a conservative today. He was a libertarian. He wasn't a holy roller. A lot of people completely had the wrong conception on Barry Goldwater. I only learned about it later on. So to Michael Long, great service to our state, great service to our city. Maintain the ideology because of Michael Long, the conservative party is a third party. You know, so if you're not happy with the Republicans or Democrats, you now only have two, count them, two third parties, the conservative party and the working families party that Andrew Evil Eyes Cuomo single-handedly went after, tried to destroy. And as a result, he destroyed my party and other parties. He destroyed the Green Party. He destroyed the Libertarian Party. Both of them are good parties. He destroyed the the party I was chairman of, the Reform Party. That's why I became a Republican. I had no party left. He, he, Cuomo destroyed him because he wanted vengeance on the Working Families Party. Who had endorsed Cynthia Nixon to run against him in the Democratic prim- primary? Oh, he challenged uh, the king, Andrew Evilized Cuomo. But boy, Michael Long, that's going to be big loss. Big loss. A lot of people were guided. A lot of people were mentored by Michael Long. He was a stand-up guy. He believed in his principles, and he was out there engaged in the community. Uh, he wasn't a guy in an ivory tower, no. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Up all night? Weekdays, listen to Frank Morano on the other side of midnight. And weekends, listen to Curtis Lewa on another side of midnight. Stay up all night with me, Curtis Lewa. And stay up with me, Frank Morano. If you don't want to be alone at night, seven days a week, 77 WABC will keep you company. Radio 77 WABC, New York's talk station with the king of New York, Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. This Pam Anderson. Oh. 
That's right. She was hooked up with him. Boy, she's been hooked up with a lot of people. You got Julian, Assange now, WikiLeaks. Well, she gets around. But she was with uh, Kid Rock for a while. Well, Kid Rock was ready to perform last night in North Dakota. And because of the sweltering heat and lightning strikes in the nearby area, the county sheriff came in on the stage. 18,000 rockabilly hillbillies out there. Coors in one hand, Miller Lite in the other hand. Sorry. Canceled. No Kid Rock. The crowd went crazy. They bum-rushed the stage. They started throwing Miller Miller High Life, Coors. They had turned it into a mosh pit. They tore down the stage. And, you know, they said, Kid Rock, can you go down out there and calm them down, you know, like they wanted Trump uh, January 6th, calm them down. Kid Rock said, you crazy? I'm not going out there. <laughs> He'll tear me alive. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, this is not uh, the Kid Rock concert next Saturday, but it's, well, let's just say Pamela Anderson won't be at the Ferry Hawks game, but we'll all be there, the WABC All-Stars, all the people that you've, current, you've learned to listen to on a regular be, uh, basis, all the people you've heard about but never met. Uh, our All-Star team will be taking on the NYPD earlier in the day. Before primetime, the Ferry Hawks with the only female playing professional baseball. That's right. She's on their roster. Uh, she plays the outfield. She also pitches. And they'll be playing the Lancaster Barnstormers, who during the day, uh, as Amish, they'll be putting up a barn, selling cakes, and then they're taking their horse and buggies, you know, with the little uh, orange triangles on the back. And they're coming, they're coming to Ferry Hawks Stadium for the game. July 30th. Now, if you're the seventh caller right now at 1-800-848-9222, that's 1-800-848-9222, you're going to win a pair of tickets. I'm going to be there. Nancy's going to be there. I know our owner-operator, operators, John and Margot Katsimatidis of Red Apple Media will be there. Everybody will be there. It'll be a great meet and greet. And then afterwards, you don't have to run. There'll be post-game fireworks. Speaking of fireworks, you know... DeSantis uh, is a guy who could become the Republican candidate to run for the presidency if uh, Donald Trump falters. But there's been a lot of attention on Florida now, a lot of people attacking Florida because so many people are joining the exodus to Florida. Uh, Governor Newsom, pretty boy who wants to be the Democratic nominee as they launch a silent coup against Joe Biden. And uh, Vice President Harris. By the way, our own crime wave Kathy Hochul, governor, was in California on uh, Friday, was on California all day yesterday. Nothing appeared on her schedule. I want to know what the hell was she doing in California? Was she meeting with Gus Newsom, planning this silent coup against Joe Biden and Harris for pretty boy Gus Newsom, you know, comes out of central casting. He's destroyed California. I guess he wants to destroy America, too. You see, I think this is what's happening. You're going to get Illinois, New York, California line up the delegates for Gus Newsom. That's a lot of delegates, and that's a lot of Democratic votes as they try to sort of push Joe Biden and Harris away. But the reason that people are attracted to Florida also is Florida is the state now that's tough, not Texas. We saw that. Texas is wusses. You saw them in Uvarde, 400 cops outside. One of the cops was beaten down on the guy with the uh, rifle who broke into that uh, classroom and killed the children and killed the teachers. 
He had a headshot on him. He never took the headshot. The 400 cops stayed outside. They were they were in a panic. They wouldn't go inside, and yet they ended up locking up uh, family members and friends who tried to do their job. Well, in, in Florida, you don't have to worry about that any longer. And I want to say, uh, as to the person, we don't know what homeowner, which homeowner shot at him. Um, I guess they think that they did something wrong, which they did not. If somebody's breaking in your house, you're more than welcome to shoot them in Santa Rosa County. We prefer that you do, actually. Now, that's Florida tough. That's uh, Santa Rosa County Sheriff Bob Johnson, who also had a caveat to that if you don't know how to use the gun that they want you to carry. Whoever that was, you're not in trouble. Come see us. We have a gun safety class we put on every other Saturday. And if you take that, you'll shoot a lot better, and hopefully you'll save the taxpayers money. Now, I see people like that down in Florida. It's like, yeah, you know, we don't depend on the cops first and foremost. We depend on our right to protect our home. That's the man and woman's castle. Nobody, nobody, you come through that door, you may end up with lead. And then listen to Polk County Sheriff Grady Judd, who uh, has been nicknamed Graveyard Grady. I would tell them if you value your life, you probably shouldn't do that in Polk County because the people of Polk County like guns. They have guns. I encourage them to own guns. And they're going to be in their homes tonight with their guns loaded. And if you try to break into their homes to steal, to set fires, I'm highly recommending they blow you back out of the house with their guns. So leave the community alone. <laughs> Would it be nice to hear law enforcement here say that north of the Mason-Dixon line? You ever think you're going to hear the NYPD say that? No. You're going to hear other law enforcement agencies in our area say that? No. No, I mean, look, I'm just going to give you one case of many that has occurred on the crime plotter. Up in the Bronx, guy gets hit by a car, black car, three guys inside. They jump out. You can see it on video. It's gone viral. You think, oh, the guys that got out because they were concerned they hit the guy. Maybe they didn't see the guy. They look at the guy down there. Then they go through his pockets. They pull his pants down. They pull his drawers down. They're looking for any valuables that they can. They strip him like you would strip a carcass in the Mojave Desert. They get back in the car. They might as well have waved at all the video cameras because nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, in New York City, I've been walking around for hours and hours and days. I feel like it's Kurt Russell escaped from New York, and they're taking all the bad uh, thugs and thugettes and putting them on the island of Manhattan, and they're just letting them play. And so the exodus continues. And I, I understand. I see all the false sale signs in the outer boroughs and in the suburbs. I understand. You got to do what's in your best interest. Me? No, no, no. I believe improve, don't move. I'm going to fight for what I know is right. And hopefully enough of you are going to be there so that we can turn this whole mother around and get us back to where we need to be like we were when Rudy was mayor, when Pataki was governor. And then when Bloomberg took over and kept it safe and secure. By the way, how come Kid Rock didn't want to go back out on that stage and tell all of his 18,000 Coors and Miller High Life followers, hey, take a chill pill? Because even Kid Rock knew, I can't control them. But up next, I don't think Kid Rock is on his p- playlist. It's the new guy in town, Vinnie Madunio.